Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. I'm Melissa and I'm your host. Today is my second interview with a husband and wife team that actually these these two actually work with each other and you can really see that they genuinely admire each other and they definitely compliment each other. They have a cookie line called the cookie department imagine that that are gluten-free and keto friendly and if you are any type of on any type of diet these cookies will help satisfy those sweet tooth so i really hope you enjoy it during the interview also you will get to hear from a former guest um donna from kicking it with keto it's actually helped me film a commercial like a review for their cookie um, before they came on so that way you can see in real time what it was like for us to eat a cookie and try it out for the first time so I hope you really enjoyed this interview I really had a lot of fun it was a lot of blast Um, they kept me laughing in stitches so you know what I need you to do right now that's right start listening Welcome back to another episode of Chats from the Vlog Cabin. I'm so excited. Tonight we're all talking all about cookies. Cookies, cookies, and more cookies. But cookies that are actually good for you. And cookies that you can eat even if you um, are gluten-free. Which I know that's a big concern a lot for a lot of people. As well as if you're on the keto diet. So this is the second time I've had a husband and wife team on. So guys, why don't you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having us. Why don't you start? This is my husband, Akiva. He started the cookie department. This is my wife, Alana, and she's the chief cookie taster. My job is really tough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We produce uh, ketogenic, gluten-free, certified, kosher-certified cookies. Uh, They're individually packaged. We sell them uh, into stores nationwide. Uh, from independent grocery stores to big, bigger chains, uh, as well as uh, nutrition stores, gyms, and pretty much everywhere where people love to buy cookies. And we forgot to introduce Truffles. This is Truffles. This is Truffles. Yeah. <laughs> she has a microphone, and she decided to join us today. So <laughs> if you're allergic, sorry. <laughs> now, you does the cat what? taste the cookies? Yes. She definitely does not. She definitely does not, and she's not in the facility where we produce this. She's also very <laughs> clearly not on a ketogenic diet herself. So, <laughs> now let's talk about how the cookie department started because there's a really great story behind that, and it's a story huh. I think of love, a lot of love too, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely a twofold story. Um, it, you know, I started the company in 2009 as a passion project. Um, 
I was formerly in the food and beverage industry um, and had kind of background in sales and marketing. Uh, and I wanted to create my own product. Um, happened to really love baking. Also had a pastry arts background. Uh, so the so the way that the company started originally was that we didn't. It wasn't it wasn't keto or gluten free. In fact, Definitely in fact, not. it was full full carbs, full sugar. Um, but it it cre we we created a line of functional cookies. By that I mean we took classic cookie formulations like peanut butter and chocolate chip and added functional uh, ingredients like you know whey protein, caffeine, superfoods, probiotics. Um, I ran the company myself. It was a one-man cookie band um, for, a long time. for a long time. And um, and the, then, my favorite part of this whole story is that uh, Akiba's mom was it was and is an incredible baker. And when he decided he wanted to launch a cookie company, they they got in her kitchen together, his childhood kitchen, and they put together over seventy batches of coffee chocolate cookies until they got the perfect recipe. So it's really sweet that his mom started it with him and then he evolved the brand to um, a product that I could eat because I have been gluten-free, I have been low sugar, I haven't been keto for as long as I've been gluten-free or low carb. Uh, but, but when we met, I was already gluten-free and this was what, nine years ago now? I couldn't eat any of his cookies. And when my doctors put me on a keto diet, which was even more extreme than what I was already eating, um, it was a real struggle for me to find things that were fun to eat. Um, I certainly felt deprived. I felt like every time I left the house and did anything social, I was the person that even, I couldn't even get a salad because they put gluten in everything. And so, forget you know going out to dinner and eating something finding something on the menu the sweets were just like a non-starter and so with his background in uh he had gone to, to pastry school and he had done a lot of tinkering he loved to bake and so he started messing around with these weird ingredients that were not on the market and he only knew of them because he was in the food space and he started creating all kinds of wonderful fun terrible flops lots of wasteful <laughs> ingredients <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of dollars down the drain oh yeah I mean, it really when you say it was a labor of love it really was a labor of love and over the years we have together sort of played with different uh flavors that we like and different flowers and different textures and different sweeteners and we've done a lot of research and we've listened to you know sort of what the industry is saying about which sweeteners are best for you and which flowers uh, work best for which kinds of baked goods and we've sort of applied all of that to these cookies that started as his love for me but turned into me recognizing that there wasn't anything out there that tasted as good on the keto front. Um, and so here we are. That's our story. That's our story. So it started with his mom, then transitioned to his wife. Yeah. And now we're, we're, we feel really blessed that we're able to support other people that, like me, uh, you know, I couldn't reach for, like, now I can just go, I have a sweet tooth. I'm going to have a cookie. And it doesn't yeah. spike my blood sugar, and it doesn't make me feel bad about myself. And the funniest thing is that we're, you know, we, we constantly have a sweet tooth. Um, uh, you know, after dinner, and 
And we, we're always like, wait, what do we have in the house? Okay, we have chocolate chips that are sugar free. And like, we always forget that we have literally an office full of cookies. We do. <laughs> we just always forget. And, and it's funny because we keep them, we keep them in our freezer because they're really frozen. And it's, Anyway, you know, it's like the cobbler's children have no shoes. You know, we forget. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or like the, the mechanic's car is exactly down because you're working on everybody else's car. Pretty exactly. much. Right? <laughs> so let's talk about some of the flops in the beginning. I mean, oh. obviously, <laughs> you said you spent hundreds of dollars down the drain with the flops. So let's talk about that. What, what, when did you start? How long did it take you to perfect a recipe? Well, you know, it, it's a really good question um, that I think a lot of people can relate to because the gluten-free uh, sort of mass market uh, approach started long before keto became really big, right? And so there have been all kinds of different ingredients that people that are gluten-free have been playing with for, what, the past decade or so. Mm -hmm. And so, so we we have all of these flowers that we could play with, right? Mm -hmm. But the thing that we didn't really understand is that, I'll give you a, a very specific example, almond flour, which is, it has come to be one of my favorite flowers to bake with, and it's what we, what we use in these cookies. I also love working with coconut flour and some others, but almond flour for me is kind of um, my go-to. But almond flour and almond meal don't necessarily have different names, but they behave very differently when you bake them. They're well, the no, exact no, that's same the ingredient. They have different names. Sometimes, sometimes. But sometimes they don't. Exactly. And and, and, and the, especially in, in the grocery store, when you when you go to like the bulk section, they might sell almond meal and call it almond flour. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. Um, and the difference is that almond flour tends to be blanched, so there's no skin, and it and it tends to be much more finely ground. So the difference in the baked good that you're going to get between a heavier, um, nuttier flour and a finer, lighter flour is like, and it took us a really long time to understand all these little nuances. And then, then once we started mastering those, we started uh, playing with all kinds of weird ingredients like guar gum and xanthan gum and trying to replicate sort of the texture of gluten. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, you can take a very expensive, amazing batch of something, and you add just a teeny tiny bit of something else that's an experiment, and you have to throw the whole batch away. Oh, well, oh wow. I would say, though, that my favorite my favorite flops, we actually just did one. We're still flopping. It's not like you get to a point where you stop flopping. We were trying to create uh, a, a Cinco de Mayo-inspired, super easy baked good out of our cookies to share with our cookie community, and we... <laughs> We took our cookies and we decided to make what are called fat bombs, which is like just like little bites, right? Mm -hmm. And it, the flavor we were going for was lime cayenne. And so at the very last second, after m perfectly melting the chocolate on the stove and putting the cookie in the in the had we, had we stopped had we stopped there, it would have been perfect. <laughs> we, but, but we did not stop there. We did not. We kept going, full, full throttle, and I decided. Yes, true. This was your flop. I decided. I was, thinking, was I was thinking, what could I? You know, we love Trader Joe's. We were thinking, we did. We love Trader Joe's, and we love. We have a bunch of spices from Trader Joe's. You know, uh -huh. they have like the everything but the bagel. So we decided to put the chili lime in there. Thinking, mm. okay, you know, added a little salt because I, I love working with sweet and salty. And it was Mexican inspired and lime mm. chili. It tasted like some sort of like cleaning agent. It, it, it was. 
the thing that he, the thing he failed to look at was the fact that the chili lime also has like red pepper and salt. Mm. So you know, and that's the thing, you never really arrive. You just learn how to work with different ingredients and then you create your bases and then from there you can play. And that's what we're still doing with our cookies. Wow. And you were telling me right before we went on that you were trying a cookie now, trying a different flavor of the cookie, right? We have been we we've been working on a on a donut flavor for for a long time. I wanted to I wanted to taste like a glazed chocolate donut. Mm. We haven't quite gotten it there. We we've had a lot of flops on that. We one. have we have double chocolate coming out soon, and then uh, hopefully by the end of the summer, early fall, we'll be we'll be launching a lemon meringue flavor. And those are much safer than a donut. <laughs> It's harder to mess up lemon meringue than it is donut. <laughs> what about a peanut butter flavor? Because I'm really partial. Peanut butter is like my favorite cookie whatsoever. So Yeah, the peanut butter is going to be more of a challenge. Um, the, the great thing about our cookie formulas is that they're all based on one, meaning we, we have a base and then we change the flavor to make it a totally different product. Um, so for example, like the double chocolate, the difference between double chocolate and the cakewalk, the birthday cake flavor, is the addition of cocoa powder and and chocolate chips. And the extract is different. No, well, there's vanilla in cakewalk right. and right. vanilla in, so, so the extract is, is the birthday cake flavor versus just vanilla. So there's like subtle differences, but at the end of the day, it's the same. The the peanut butter is going to be more of a challenge because we have to mess with the fat content because there's so much fat already in, in peanuts, peanuts. Um, and and there's also a lot of fat. We, we we get a lot of our fat in our cookies from the almonds, so it's gonna have it's gonna be like a fun game as to like figure out the ratio. You know, it's funny that you that you mentioned peanut butter though. Peanut butter cookies are my favorite as well. Like hands down, I would pass up anything else for for a really solid peanut butter cookie. Uh, so in, a, in in the classic line that Akiva had originally created, he had a peanut butter cookie. And even though I was gluten-free and eating gluten was really bad for me, like don't tell my doctors or my mom, but every once in a while I would just, I, I would savor. They were, the, they were peanut butter toffee Jeez, and they were caramelized around the outside. <laughs> and I would just nibble the caramel off the outside and spit. And I felt so terrible spitting it out. I was like, this is the best thing in the world. But I also think he's a perfectionist. I think we could have already come out with a peanut butter cookie, but mm. he's got that pastry chef mentality. It which is, if it's not perfect, then we're not going to bring it to market. So yes. we're working on peanut butter. We'll, we'll, let you know. we'll let you know. <laughs> so what was the first cookie that you came out with? The first cookie ever was called Awaken Baked, and it was the caffeinated double chocolate cookie. It had a full cup of coffee in each Woo! cookie. Yeah, wow. we, uh, we, we actually took that cookie and got a contract with Google selling to their uh, main Bay Area campus. We, we were selling, I think it was at one point, oh, we were selling 12,000 caffeinated cookies a month. And for us being this tiny little company from the Bay Area. But it, it tells you something about, you know, about tech companies, right? The yeah. only cookie they wanted was, was the one that would keep their employees awake at their desk. Right? Yeah, you know. <laughs> That's what you're at college campuses, too. Yeah, we, yeah. Sold, we sold to college campuses as well. Yeah, uh, COVID has really sort of shifted where our cookies are. But uh, prior to the pandemic, um, 
we were on a bunch of college campuses, uh, Barnes and Noble College bookstore bookstores carried us across the country, and you know it, it didn't carry us. Carried our students. That's true. Yeah. Um, it was always a really wonderful feeling for me because I this is his baby. He created this with his mom in his mom's kitchen. As he mentioned, he was a one man band. I mean, he really put everything into this. He sold his car and bought a delivery van. He gave up his awesome loft apartment and and moved, moved back, back in with his in. parents. He didn't pay himself for the first couple of years of this brand. Like it was truly his passion project. And so uh, I remember early on in our relationship when I would start start to see the cookies in places, I just I felt like so proud. I was like, oh, this is amazing. And and so it was really lovely for me personally when I started seeing the keto cookies out and about in the world because it really truly is a labor of love for both of us. And uh, and I I personally just feel very different in my life being able to have a treat here and there mm -hmm. than I was before. I felt so deprived, and now it's like. Oh, and you know, nice. and you know, it's funny. It, 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 it's not funny. It, it's, it's very touching. You know, we on a daily basis get uh, testimonials from customers of ours, um, whether they're you know on keto because of, you know general weight loss, um, or they um, have you know Some diabetes or whatever it is. They find um, they find happiness in our product, and mm. it brings them a lot of joy. And they they tell us that, and it it just feels so amazing. You know, to you know, to to you know, there, you know, there's from from time to time on Amazon, we'll get a negative review, and then the positives just completely like overshadow the negatives, and it just it 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 just reinforces why I do what I do. Well, I will say that I've tried a lot of keto cookies because I do keto too as well, but the aftertaste is not there where you see some of the keto products as an aftertaste and. With your cookies, you don't taste that. You don't taste oh, any of that. Well, a, a big part of the reason for that is we we were very intentional about using the sweeteners that we're using. Um, there are a lot of sugar alcohols on the market. Uh, anybody that has you know even dappled in keto has probably run across a whole number of them. Some of them really upset the tummy. Some of them have a weird aftertaste. Some of them. Uh, increased blood sugar, like there's just a, a major range from both a metabolic perspective and a, and a taste perspective. And so we've worked really hard with sort of our balance of what we're using for sweet. There is, you know, there is still a slight cooling effect is what is what we refer to it as. Um, so if people are really, really sensitive to that cooling effect, I don't think there's really a way to get away from that if you're eating sugar alcohols. Um, well, and then and then the, the flip side of it is if, if you if you want to get away from the cooling effect, you have to consume allulose, but allulose gives a lot of people indigestion and it's bad for your gut. So, you it's know, a balance. It's a balance. It's it's, uh, it's what's important to you, you know. Yeah. Now, yeah. I told I told you before we went on that I actually went over a friend's house and we tried this. So we filmed us trying it. So I'm going to let you guys see a customer experience Ooh. first time trying it. So here we go. Wow. Thank you. Hey guys, it's Melissa. Um, I am actually going to be interviewing you people of the cookie department soon. So my friend Donna, who does keto, um, we are going to be trying the cakewalk. I picked out the cakewalk because that's Donna's favorite flavor. And so we're going to try this cookie to see what it is like. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. So, okay. Well, I'm going to smell it first. Oh, 
Gotta smell everything. Smells good. Smells okay. like cake batter. Okay, a little piece. I will say the cookie's pretty big, so you probably it is very big. You're probably very big. <laughs> definitely don't want to eat it in one sitting. It does kind of smell like cookie batter. It does smell like, like cake. Mm-hmm. Like a cake. It's very soft. Okay. It's not mm -hmm. overpoweringly. It's not like over sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just enough. But I think a little bit of vanilla ice cream would be great with this. Yes. A little bit of like a scoop of whipping cream, cream or something like that to mm -hmm. go with it. Mm -hmm. It would be really great. Yep. So definitely. I think it would definitely um, curb my sweet tooth if mm -hmm. I was having one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also too, mm -hmm. it doesn't have the really bad aftertaste that you get a lot yeah. with a lot of um, mm -hmm. things that are keto that or gluten-free. Yeah stuff because it's also a gluten-free cookie too right. as well if you're on a gluten-free diet because it i believe i saw that it had monk fruit in it mm -hmm. yeah and i usually do very much better with monk fruit so yeah this is definitely yeah. very good mm -hmm. i love how it has sprinkles in it mm -hmm. i don't know if you can see it or not it has sprinkles yep. in the cookies mm -hmm. so you're actually feeling like you are actually like a funfetti cake yes mix. yep that's what it makes me think of too mm -hmm. it was very good yep and it's only one gram of sugar and four grams of net carbs for one cookie. Which is very good because it's a pretty big cookie. Yep. Yeah. Pretty. We're splitting it because, yeah. yeah, I knew I couldn't eat. We just got through eating dinner with salmon, so we're pretty mm -hmm. full, but we wanted to eat this for dessert. So we definitely recommend this. Two thumbs up. Yep. Two thumbs up. Uh, <laughs> you got <a> <laughs> I have some bad news for you. Oh, no. We're getting rid of the sprinkles. Oh, no. Yeah, we were having challenges with customer service um, in terms of uh, people were complaining, saying that uh, they, it thought, was, it was they thought it was mold on our cookies. Because oh. it's glitter, it's not sprinkles, so the glitter kind of dissolves into the cookie, and, so it, and then it's green. So we're like, you know, we're like, we promise they're just not. They're still going to taste great. They're just not going to have sprinkles on them. Well, oh, no. that, that you ladies enjoyed them. And it's true. They're, they're definitely big enough to share. And uh, I have been guilty of eating one in a full sitting. And I think a couple. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say I kind of had to eat my part because she kept pulling away kept keep eating so did you try any other flavors um no we did not um i'm saving those because i want to kind of make an ice cream sandwich because i got some rebel ice cream from it so the vanilla ice cream so i kind of want to make an ice cream sandwich out of it so but of course i'll have to quarter it out plus i saw where you can also freeze them so let's talk about that you freeze them and they're good frozen yeah. so let's talk about that yeah so that was a that was kind of an instagram uh, we discovered that by accident, by the way. Yeah, it's just kind really of fun. It, it was just some influencers on Instagram when we originally launched uh, happened to store them in the freezer um, to keep them fresh, and they told me that they tasted better frozen. So uh, we started putting it out there into the ethers of the of the uh, you know social media, and um, and we started telling everybody freeze them because we you know we tested it ourselves and it was amazing. We couldn't believe it. And so now we even put it on our packaging. So so it, it, there's so much fat in these cookies between the grass-fed butter 
and and we use we use heavy cream as well, and then the almonds. So they are very much keto. I mean, these are mostly fat, and so fat doesn't fully freeze. So it literally tastes like an ice cream cake when you take a bite of this. It tastes like the cake part and the ice cream part together. You know that you know that you know that, you know that look when you like bite into like a brownie that's been slightly frozen, and you get the teeth marks. And you see the teeth marks. Mm-hmm. Our cookies, you see the teeth marks. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun it's a fun one because it's, it's versatile. And they're also, they, because of the base that we have created, they are really great for reusing for things. So for instance, I, I'll take our cookies and I'll make crusts out of them. I'll make cakes out of them. Um, yeah, we we just, make pastries all the time. Yeah, we just, we just somebody just posted uh, yesterday, uh, they made a lemon curd pie with our cakewalk cookie as the and last week, in honor of Cinco de Mayo, because we had such a big flop with the fat bombs that we were doing, uh, we made we made uh, bite-sized churros out of our cakewalk so cookies. With, so, an, with an air fryer. So good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want some cakewalk cookies so I can make some churros, because I don't know if you saw in the very beginning, my husband is a native of Mexico, so that I was like, man, now I need some cake. Some cakewalk cookies. I would love to know his thoughts. I, I would imagine that we probably failed pretty miserably for somebody that actually knows what authentic churros taste like. <laughs> but I'd be curious to see what he has to say. So talk us through from the time you come up with the idea for a cookie to the time that it actually is finished. What's the normal, What? how do you go through from, let's say, you come up with the idea, okay, you're going to make a cakewalk cookie. What are the steps that you take to find okay, when you're really on the question? Yeah. So, so there's, there's, it's, it's kind of twofold. Um, in some circumstances, we had a really great name. Mm-hmm. And so we created the name. And then from there, we created the flavor, like the, you know, the flavor um, profile. And then from there, we created the product. Um, because now we have a base, the process simplified, right? So now it's mostly okay what's the flavor okay now what's the name and it's easy to implement it and by name he means we started with cakewalk and mint condition and we were just thinking about you know people that are on keto we we want life to be a cakewalk you want to get your body into mint condition so we created those two names and then came up with to get the body into mint condition can be a cakewalk and so that's where we came up with. Well, and all of our all the names we use in our cookies, both in the keto line and the original line, um, are puns. So, you know, our new cookie, our double chocolate cookie, it's called Fit Chip. Um, our lemon cookie is called Be Your Zest. So they're all they're all punny names, fun names, unique, very unsearchable in SEO, which is unfortunate. <laughs> but you know, you, you know, you gotta you gotta stick to you know. One thing. So, you know, I would say the way that we come up with our flavors, uh, we do a lot of organic market research. We just, we get out there and ask people like you, you said you love peanut butter cookies. You know, we always want to know what people are attracted to. And and we have found that we've gotten some really great feedback um, in great part from from the people that follow us on social media and are part of our community. Um, And so... You know, we taste all the other products on the market that are in, you know, the competitive space to us. And we just sit down and we go, how are we going to make this better? How are we going to make this cleaner? How are we going to make sure that it's it's less expensive or comparable in terms of price? Uh, And he, with his his 
tinkering scientific approach to things just kind of gets busy in the kitchen. And then when he has created something that he thinks tastes good enough, uh, he brings it to me and he says, I think this is it. And I say, nope, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You have to build up. I also said it. Terrible. And then he goes back to the drawing board for another month or two. And then, and then once, once she's approved it, then what I do is I send it to our influencers. Um, because they represent our our people. Yeah, their 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 um constituents. Constituents. It's their it's their it's their dietary constituents, and um they and, and our influencers, by the way, are people that we have connected with through social media, and they're they have become friends, and it's an organic thing where they share with us what they love about our cookies, what they hate about our cookies. We really love that authentic feedback because we want to be as good as we can. So he'll send them to a half a dozen influencers and take that feedback. And, and then, then we complete the progress. Yeah. But, so it's the, process. But, but it's also, you know, it, it's not just for us, it's not just mm -hmm. creating the initial R and D product, right? Because we have to scale that up. It's called commercialization. We have to take a formula that's in, you know, really, really tiny measurements, and we need to scale it up, you know, a thousand times. Um, and then we go to our manufacturer, like we use a contract manufacturer, so we go to the contract manufacturer and say, okay, we're gonna, these are the formulas, they scale them up, and then we have to do what's called a trial test. And that means they have to produce a commercial amount, make sure it works, if it doesn't work, guess what? It gets sent back to me. I have to redo it and then it has to go back to them. They have to do another trial test. You know, by the time we actually launch it, we've, we've actually created four to four to 8,000 cookies. Wow. Who eats them all? It depends on how good they are. To be honest. <laughs> I mean, we've donated them in the past. Um, I've, uh, you know, we send them to friends and family. Um, but, it, you know, it is a really interesting process that I didn't know anything about before meeting Akiva, and that is that having a recipe work really well in your home oven mm -hmm. it is a very different scientific process than having a recipe work really well on a commercial scale. It doesn't necessarily turn. Not at all. And so it's a very expensive process going from we perfected it at home or we perfected it in our test kitchen to we've now perfected it for production. So, so when we want to come out with a new product, it could take us two months, it could take us a year. It just depends on how well the process ends up working and how, honestly, how lucky we get. I love, and I also love getting emails from customers saying, oh, you should do this cookie or this cookie and this cookie. And I'm like, I wish it was that easy. <laughs> He's like, I've been working on that for six months, actually. Funny you should ask. <laughs> Has there ever been one one cookie that you're just like, no, I just can't make it because I just can't quite crack it? You already said you were having trouble with the donut one, but has there been one that you just said, no, I'm going to put it aside and we're not going to work on it for a while? Great question, actually. You're the first person to ask me this question. And the irony of it all is that our best-selling cookie right now is Cakewalk. And for 10 years, I refuse to make a birthday cake cookie because... I am. Of, he's a snob. We're just going to be honest. I am of the school of. <laughs> he, he's a trained pastry chef. Birthday cake flavor is not a thing. Okay, I'm going to stop interrupting you. <laughs> Basically, what she said. I, I am of. See, I, I, don't I, I am of the school where it's like you know, if you're going to make something, make it in its purest in its purest form, and if it's a birthday cake, it has to be in a birthday cake. If it's a cupcake, it needs to be in a cupcake. 
If it's a donut, it if has it's to be a donut. donut, it needs to be a donut. But now he's that, gotten over it's that. Out, out he's the gotten window, over. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> the, the 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 traditional keto customer they they want that product, and so I'm getting it to them because you know if I didn't have customers, I wouldn't have a business. So that's yeah, more important than honor, his bias. To honor my customers, I'm going to give them what they want. You know, I would say uh, we've actually been working, peanut butter is, is another one. We've been working on that because as Akiva mentioned, creating a, so creating a lemon meringue is much easier for us because we already have cakewalk and it's the same base ingredients. But creating a peanut butter is a whole different formulation. So that's something that we worked on, we put to the side, we decided to launch two additional flavors that were easier, we're working on, we're working on, we're working on, so. <laughs> We'll, we'll let you know. We'll let you know. It's, it, it's my favorite cookie too, so I'm sure it'll happen at some point. Are you a creamy or are you a crunchy? I basically like either, but I prefer oh. creamy, but I'll eat both. Huh. And here's the question. Would you want to see the, the cookie have like, would it? Would you like it to remind you of like Skippy and Jiffy or would you like it to taste like a natural, you know, organic <laughs> peanut butter? Mm -mm. Skip. You want skippy or jiffy? Yep. You want the junk? Yeah. You know, because honestly, I can taste it in the natural peanut butter. I can take my daughter can also taste it as well. She will not even if the label's covered. She knows it's it's the good stuff. It's it's the stuff that's good for you, not the skippy or the jiffy. Mm -hmm. So, not to say they're not good for you, but she knows it's the organic natural one. So yeah. the taste right. is different. Well, good. That's, the consistency that's good. is different too. That's good insight because Well, our objective is to create a peanut butter cookie with the healthier ingredients that doesn't have the palm oil, that doesn't have the sugar. Because the skippy and the it's not nearly as good for you. Uh, but to make it taste like the junky stuff. So that's that's what we're working on. Keep you posted. Yeah, I will blow your mind. Have you ever thought about putting marshmallow fluff with the peanut butter? I don't think there is anything such a thing as keto marshmallows at this point. There are. There so, are. Maybe there are. I don't know. There's another. There are. There's something similar to it, but it's not. You can't like roast it over a fire, but you can actually bake it in the oven. Mind blown. You're absolutely I am right. Pretty sure there are. Keto we will keep you posted on that as well. Because I know if you want to break into a new market up north, they have a thing called because my parents are from up north and I'm talking Massachusetts up north because I'm in North Carolina right now. But um, they have a thing called Fluffinutters, which is a sandwich with peanut butter and marshmallow fluff. So you can make a Fluffinutter cookie and you would break it. Yeah. There is a marshmallow. There's a keto marshmallow brand called Max Mello. I, oh, I, I knew that there was. We've tried those. I remember now. You know, it's kind of fun for me uh, because when I started on this keto journey for medical reasons, there was nothing keto on the market, literally nothing. And so the industry is growing pretty quickly, which uh, is, is really exciting because there's so many wonderful options out there. And, you know, one of our goals as a, as a keto brand in such a new industry is really to support the brand excuse me, to support the industry itself in really growing in some good ways. And, you know, we love connecting with people and learning about what their favorite products are because the more successful we all are, the more successful we all are, which is a really lovely thing. 
Now, I want to ask you, you talked about your manufacturer. I know a lot of questions are going to come up. Are they certified gluten-free? Because a lot of times the manufacturer goes and they have gluten products and then they have certain companies that are like gluten-free products. So how do you distinguish? How do you find we, out? We would never we would never produce with a manufacturer that wasn't certified gluten-free. Yeah, so our we, we pay a lot of money for that. <laughs> so our, our yes, our co-packer is certified gluten-free. They do produce uh, in a different portion of their facility. They do produce, you know, wheat products, but the area that we produce in is solely gluten-free and we get our product tested. Uh, we get what's called gluten swabbed and we're always under the minimum requirement. And I'm, I'm very sensitive to gluten. So th these cookies were created for me and my health challenges. So the objective in going in is how do we make it as, as uh, allergen free as possible? Unfortunately, if people have any sensitivity to almonds, our cookies are not for them. We get asked, <laughs> we get asked all the time, do your cookies have almonds in them? I'm like, yep, they are literally made with almonds. Like 80% 80 80 of, of it almonds. is almonds. But yes, they are definitely certified gluten-free and, 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 and kosher as well. And we actually, there's a new FDA requirement for brands. Not a lot of them are doing it yet, but um, it, it's uh, that you have to put in that it's made with uh, made in the same facility as sesame. So yes, mm -hmm. our product is made in the same facility as sesame. So some people are sensitive to that. Why is that? Why do you, oh, you just said because people are. Because sesame isn't a tree nut. And so, uh, and people have allergies to it. Um, the things you learn when you own a cookie. Bar. And when you say made in a facility, the, the, the kind of the classic is made in a facility with wheat, dairy, and tree nuts. Sometimes so now nice. it's, and, and eggs, thank you, dairy. And now it's uh, sesame as well. The world is changing. So when you started creating this product, did you think it was gonna go as far as it was or was it just basically so that she could have cookies? Well, when I originally, I had already started my cookie company prior to bringing this lovely woman into keto. my life. Oh, yeah. keto. keto. Sorry. Thank yeah. you. Um, no, it, there was no commercial thought whatsoever for, for several years. Um, and to be honest, when he started baking keto cookies for me, there really wasn't a keto market. Um, the it was ketogenic, really small. It was, I mean, it was, the ketogenic diet has been around for 100 years. It was created by a doctor at Mayo Clinic to help children with epilepsy and so it truly is a medical diet and only in the last you know handful of years has it sort of caught on as something that is more mainstream uh, but the idea of having entire sections in grocery stores dedicated to keto yeah i mean there's no way that i could have even visualized that when i went keto because there was nothing on the market and nobody knew what the ketogenic diet was if they weren't in the neurological space uh, and so, so yeah, it was just to make me fun treats. And I remember actually the first time that we saw another keto product out there, we were like, really? There's a market for this? And we kind of watched that for a year or so. And then he was like, wait a minute, people really want ketogenic. There's something here. And, and we, when we launched in the keto line in August of 2019, you know, we really thought that this was going to be maybe a two to three year run. Uh, we thought that, you know, we would have that amount of time to either decide to like maybe launch a different kind of dietary product and be that company that produces for different dietary needs. Um, and, and then it, or just, you know, maybe sell the company after three years of a run and, and, and it's, 
I feel like it's, it's it could it could go another three to five years. You know, it's it's just becoming it's it's doing what gluten free did. You know, ten years ago when gluten free came out, people were like, I don't want to spend more money on something that has less ingredients, uh, and I don't want to spend like who, who doesn't like gluten, right? And so everyone thought that it was just a bunch of hippies that got together and are trying to take over the world. And um, so they, you know, so, and, and now it's a mass market. Now, now it's not just one aisle, but it's actually integrated within the rest of the aisles. Um, so I think what's gonna happen with keto is that it's gonna do the same thing. It might morph a little bit, you know, because there's multiple ways you can follow a ketogenic diet. Um, so we'll see. We're having fun and love that we're helping people for as long as this lasts. So yeah. you said you see yourself selling the company in a couple of years then? Is that what you said? No, I mean, probably not. <laughs> um, COVID definitely uh, kind of took us for, um, you know, a ride. Um, you know, originally we were growing really quickly and then COVID hit and we lost 80% of our business in 24 hours. Um, you know, luckily we received some loans from the government that kept our doors open. Um, but you know, like we're starting to come back now, we're definitely starting to come back. And, and actually we, yeah, I mean, we, I think we definitely have come back and fully recovered from it. Um, but it definitely prevented us from, you know, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I think it's also, you know, it's interesting in sort of thinking about living our best lives and um, Akiva has been doing this since 2009 and it's really been his career. You know, he was, he was in his early twenties when he started this. So uh, it's, it's something that he thinks about sometimes. Like if I were to do something else, if I could help the world in different ways, what would that look like? And I think he doesn't really have the brain space to, figure that out because he's so invested in the cookie department, but. Wait, did you say early 20s? Yeah, weren't you in your early 20s? No, I'm I'm in my late 30s. How would it be early 20s? I was 29. Because I'm bad at math. I was 29. That is not true. Yes. You and I met in 2012, and that's when you were 29. Um, we're both terrible at math. 27. I was Sorry, he was in his 20s. <laughs> he was trying to make you younger, and you, only a man would would argue about yeah. how old they are. He was just trying to make you look like younger. <laughs> right. But you know what's funny? You're wrong, too. You thought you were 29, and you were 27. So we, he's doing the math on his phone right now. <laughs> like I said, his brain is so full of the cookie department. Um, <laughs> but... You know, at the end of the day, this really is just cookies. And are we helping people? Absolutely, we're helping people. However, we do have a dream together, and that is to be able to support people that are struggling with chronic illness in some deeper ways. Uh, we have this vision of starting a foundation to, uh, to support people in getting the medical care that they need because my medical journey has been so long and so intensive and so expensive and... Um, none of the doctors that have actually helped me take insurance. And so uh, we do know that there's sort of a next step to this right now. It just feels really wonderful to be able to give people a treat and allow them to support, you know, their spirit as well as their body. But we would like to take it deeper at some point. And we We're having fun with the cookies right now, but we, we, that's, that's, that's coming at some point. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So, so basically, 
taking the proceeds of what you earn from the cookies and funneling into something that will help people with the medical issues. Yeah. I mean, as long as we can pay our mortgage every month, you know, like we want to help people. As long as we can live a comfortable life, we want to help people. Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. So let's talk about being a pastry chef because you don't see a lot of males that want to be pastry chefs. You see more females that want to be pastry chefs. So let's talk about that. Do you want me to do you want me to get my jacket and my hat? No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> when did you decide your love? When did that love of cooking and baking come about? Well, it's interesting, you know, it's Mother's Day is coming up and um, you know, like like Alana said, you know, I, I started the company in my mother's kitchen and um and the reason for that is because uh um my mother is an amazing baker. Um, she's an amazing chef, but I think she's more known in her community as the baker. Not professionally. It's just Correct. something that she's passionate it's about. A pa it's, it's, it's a hobby. Um, and, um, you know, my, my father passed away when I was really young, when I was seven years old. Um, and uh, my mother raised both uh, my, my two siblings and myself um, pretty much on her own for most of our lives. And where we uh, you know, it's it's going to sound really cheesy, but you know where we kind of came together as a family was in the kitchen. Um, uh, you know, now more so than before. Whereas, like my brother and my sister really bond with my mom with baking now. They, you know, from like the sourdough bread that they made during COVID, like everybody else, you know, to to you know the desserts. And where where I connected with my mother was when I started my business. So we kind of all kind of uh, found our way back to the kitchen. In a way, um, but when we were children, you know, th there would just be these amazing smells coming out of our kitchen um, almost every day. My mom would bake breads and and uh, and and lemon bars and apple pie and just every, pecan pie, everything that is so amazing she would make. And um, so, you know. She instilled it in She instilled early. in me early. And so when I decided that I wanted to start a business and I, I wasn't sure, you know, you know, I wanted to be in the food business, but I, I wasn't exactly sure what it was. Um, you know, I, 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 I loved baking cookies. And so, I don't know. I never asked you that. I'm just like, I'm brain farting. Why you know? cookies this I've never asked you that. <laughs> well. That's interesting. <laughs> um, so cookies specifically, uh, so when I was trying to figure out what it was that I wanted to do as a business, um, I, I loved drinking coffee. And so um, I went to a, uh, a, a, I don't know if you've heard of Pete's Coffee, it's the local Bay Area coffee company. So I, I went to Pete's and I was doing some work, kind of you know, putting together my, my, uh, my dream board you know, what, what, what do I want to do? And all of a sudden I noticed that, um, I was there from like three to 5 PM. And I noticed between that period of time that about 80% of the people that went to the front counter to buy their coffee also bought uh, some sort of dessert, whether it be cookies or brownies. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well, why couldn't I just join the two together and make mm -hmm. a caffeinated cookie? Oh, well, that's where cookies. So, yeah. And also cookies are just, you know, when you think of um, producing uh, a, a baked good for like elongated shelf life, um, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is cookies. Mm -hmm. um, you know, 
they're not, you know, from a moistness level, uh, they're from like a, they're, standalone. they're just standalone, so they're drier, you know, they, they, they just last longer, you know, and so, um, so I thought cookies. That, again, brain fart. I'm so sorry. <laughs> What's interesting about that is that he he baked cookies every day. He had a full-time job during the day. He was the director of sales for a, uh, an artisan bread company. And at night, he would bake the cookies. And then in the early, early mornings, he would deliver to local coffee shops and cafes. And uh, he did that cycle every day for what two years or something it wasn't in my mother's kitchen i mean i i had graduated from my mother's right, kitchen to a commercial bakery but i right. you know I, my, my cousin actually owned the bread company that i worked at and so uh instead of charging me for hours at the, at the bread company he said why don't you work for me in the morning and then you can use my space for free so it was a bartering system he got very resourceful very quickly and i think i learned spanish <laughs> You think you learned Spanish? <laughs> I'm just kidding. We, we would the, the the guys that were working at the bakery they would listen to mariachi music, and so like pick some of it up. I picked some of it up every night listening to mariachi music. It was a fun time. So how talk about how um, scared were you when you first approached? The, you said you brought your cookies to the local coffee shops, approaching mm -hmm. the local owner to say. Hey, I want you to try this. Will you carry it in your shops? Because that has to be kind of, you know, you had to believe in yourself, first of all. And then second of all, you had to have some courage and some gumption to get up and say, hey, I want you to try this when, you know, the answer well, I, mean, I, think, I mean, I think it helped that I came from a sales and marketing background, mm -hmm. um, you know, working for, I, I worked for a couple of beverage companies in my past and then also working for this bread company. You know, I, I already knew how to approach people. Um, especially with things that I really believed in, right? I mean, I, I everyone says, oh, you're so good at sales, but I don't think I could sell shoes very well. It's I just don't believe in shoes. I mean, I, I like, I believe in shoes. I mean, I need to wear shoes to go outside, but I don't need to believe in shoes to sell. You know what I'm saying? You wear shoes. I believe in shoes. I believe in shoes. <laughs> I believe in shoes. You're not passionate about shoes. No. We understand. No. We understand. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but, 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 but so that's number one. Number two, um, I also sold my, uh, I sold a fancier car and ended up getting a cargo van. Um, and it said, it said the cookie department on the sides. It looked like a milk van from the forties. So I would drive in and I had brown wheels to look like cookies. And so, um, as I was, so as I was driving in, people would be like, Oh wow, it's the cookie guy, you know? So I became kind of this personality in the Bay Area where I'm from, and so it was a lot easier to sell people on my product when they already knew who I was. Um, and then also, the last one I was going to say was, you know, our, our, the cookies really speak for themselves. They taste really good. And so I think when you have a good product, um, it's, easier, it's right? easier to sell. And, and also the fact that I was a one-man cookie band, you know, like I would tell them out the gate, like, I'm not a big company. You know, now, even now, the, one of the ways that we sell our product is we say, look, we're a small company. It is literally just us. You're not dealing with this massive company where you're not. You're never going to talk to the owner. Like I am the owner. I even have my phone number on the back of the package. You know, so that's how we sell our cookies. He also. It's interesting. Akiva, Akiva and I are built very differently, uh, and I also have a sales and business development background. Um, and so it's really interesting how our our innate personalities show up really differently in that world. Um, 
he doesn't care if people say no to him. It doesn't, he's, he's, he's not flappable. He believes what he believes inside and he has a vision and he sees that vision. It's almost as if it's already happened. And if he gets a no or there's a stumbling block or there's, there's some kind of limitation, he will get resourceful and he will figure out how to go around that. Whereas myself, my natural inclination would be to get frustrated and to see it as a roadblock. He sees it as an opportunity. And I, I think that that's probably just an innate part of who he is. But the mentality that one has to have to take the path that Akiva has taken, he, he had learning disabilities and dyslexia and didn't go to college and knew that he had to chart his own course in life. Whereas I was very academically focused and I was the only way that I was going to go. Like we had very different. And I would argue that his street smarts and his resourcefulness has taken him further than, than any degrees that I value for myself, which has been really amazing to see that because he has a belief in something and because he is willing to continue learning and growing and recognize that he doesn't know what he doesn't know. And he takes no's as an opportunity to learn and expand. He doesn't really care if someone says no, he just says, okay, on to the next. I mean, he'll, he'll do the sales dance with them, but mm -hmm. if it's truly a no, it's beyond his control. So he, he's on, he's on, he's moving I just, on. I just had an interaction, a crazy interaction yesterday with this buyer for this really large e-commerce company that I'm not going to mention name names. Anyways, I had this long conversation and the guy was telling me, you know, um, he was comparing our product to two of the largest uh, low carb nutrition brands on the market. Like by far, they're like massive nads. They might as well be publicly traded or so big. And he was just kept comparing me to them and saying, well, your prices are off from them. And you know, you don't have as many Amazon reviews as them. And I'm like, it's like apples to oranges. Like it's like, that's like comparing, you know, a little mom and pop coffee shop to a Starbucks. Like you don't, you just don't do it, you know? And, and so I, I unfortunately couldn't get through to him and lost the sale, but you know, at the end of the day, it, it, it is what it is. And I just moved on. Clearly you moved on. I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> Love that, but I love the fact that you like she she gave you so many compliments right there. You you need to take her out to dinner because she gave I, you so many compliments right there. I know, something. I know. I. It's pretty amazing how much. I mean, I really do admire and respect true. him. It's it's. Uh, I have never met anybody that has the fortitude that Akiva has. I mean, he literally didn't pay himself for years. And he believed so much in growing this brand that he just put everything back into it. And it's funny, you know, friends ask me. You are my championship. <laughs> friends ask me regularly about um, uh, dating and whatnot. And because uh, people were very, we're, we're a very happy couple without a lot of work needing to go into our relationship, I think. Part of it is because we did a lot of growing before we met. Part of it is because we're very aligned in terms of goals and we're, I mean, there are a number of reasons, but when, when friends ask about dating, um, you know, the first thing that, that I look at is the guy that I dated before Akiva was everything that I thought I wanted on paper. Like he had 
he had a master's from Stanford. He was a world traveler. He was cultured. He was very successful in his career. And then I like go and fall in love with this guy who like didn't go to college, was driving around in a delivery van and living with his mom and didn't have any money. Right. <laughs> I'm such a slow. And it, it's like, it's like you really have to follow your heart and your head, not just like that list of what you think is important because I really do believe in him. And I just, I would rather be on this journey with Akiva than, you know, with the wrong person that happens to be able to whisk me around the world on first class five star trips. What do you say? You, you, you... Oh yeah, uh, I hung my hat on the right broke entrepreneur. <laughs> You're not as broke as you used to be, but nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> Now I gotta know, did you make the keto cookie as a surprise for her? Were you in the kitchen and just, or did you say we're gonna make it up? Yeah, I, I, I should say it was a surprise, but it wasn't. Um, no, it's, it's really something that we came to together actually, um, because I, at that point, uh, this is even before we were married, I was doing most of the cooking and I was spending all this time in the kitchen and, uh, and I was just so bored. I was like, oh my God, I'm eating boiled chicken again. Like I was, <laughs> and so, you know, we would talk about it regularly. It, 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 this went on for well over a year or two where I just felt very limited and he could eat whatever he wanted at that point. And so I think part of it was that it was frustrating because he didn't want to eat the foods that I wanted to eat. He didn't want to bring them into the house because it was hard for me to be around them. And so it was really something that we sort of came to together. Um, and I would say every recipe that we have come up with, we've come up with together too. I mean, he really is the science behind it. He understands sort of the chemical process behind baking. I don't even know how to read a cookbook. Like I have measuring tools, but like for me, it's throw a little of this and a pinch of that and see what happens. My wife does not read. <laughs> That's my Ivy League education right there. They're not read. Uh, so we approach baking very differently. And so we just, you know, we just have fun. He does all the math, though, as you can tell. He knows how old he is. <laughs> so what is all like, math involved? What's it like working with each other, though? Because obviously, you're are you together twenty four seven pretty much? And you do you ever say, okay, I need to take a break. I, I need a break from you. Yeah, I'm sick of you. She she mowed the lawn today. Did. I was in my office. That was our break. Um, so we were long distance for the first four years of our relationship. Uh, and he was working a hundred hours a week on the cookie company and I was very sick, uh, with some neurological issues that I was having. And so I think that because we spent so much time apart initially, we have just a deep sense of gratitude for being able to be together. Um, but in terms of working together in reference to the business, this is his business. 100% truly. This is his business. He makes all of the big decisions and all of the little decisions. And when he feels like there is a big decision or a little decision that he needs guidance on, he will come to me. Uh, but truly, there's no stepping on each other's toes. It's like there are aspects of the business that I handle, but this is his baby. And and in terms of being sick of each other, I'm shocked. I'm going to be honest. Like I am shocked that we're not sick of each We've other. Had, we, had, we had a couple of friends get divorced during the pandemic. <laughs> like so everybody sad. has. So sad, and people that we didn't never thought would ever get a divorce got a divorce. And uh, we like each other more than we did before. It's very weird. I don't know why we like each other so much, but then again, like we've only been together for do math nine years. Nine years. So you know we have time. <laughs> <laughs> we have time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
laugh about it. We got time. We got time. Yeah, we got time. Yeah. <laughs> no, we just honestly we just get along really well, and it's uh, I, I feel like it's truly it's truly a gift. I, I think I think it's also um, I think it's it's how how our personalities uh, uh, work together. Um, I'm very easygoing and very laid back, and I don't I don't get I'm not I'm not I'm not I don't take anything personal. Uh, you don't get frazzled. Yeah, I don't get frazzled, and 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 she's very um, highly emotional. Highly emotional, highly sensitive, intense. Um, she gets triggered really easily. But, but I'm so fun, though. You're fun, but you get triggered really easily. <laughs> Let's just say that you're fun, but you get triggered really easily. Um, <laughs> but 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 the thing is, is that it, you know it's very easily 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 it's very easily squashed because. I don't take it personally, and and I call her out on her. Hmm. So one of the challenges that uh, I have had on my medical journey is is I've had three traumatic brain injuries, and um, the part of my brain that is damaged also controls emotions as well as a number of other things like heart rate and blood pressure and ability to withstand heat, and like my symptoms are are very interesting and across the board. And so emotional sensitivity is something that we have been working on healing with me for years. And it's because there are dead brain cells in the part of my brain that controls my ability to be emotionally even. And so my healing journey has been so much gentler because I have a partner that is a partner with me and does recognize that if I'm out of nowhere, suddenly very overstimulated and just can't process any information, or I'm suddenly exhausted, or I'm suddenly weepy, or whatever the suddenly is, uh, he truly is there as a cheerleader to be supportive and not take it personally, which is is something that, you know, I do some mentorship um, in, in the brain injury community, and so much of the pain that people have is that their family members and partners just don't know how to support them. And I think that I, I wish everybody that was struggling with a chronic illness or injury had a partner that really understood that it's not the partner's job to fix. It's just the partner's job to love and be supportive. Mm. And um, I think I, as I've gotten healthier, it's been easier for me to recognize sort of my, my flows and my ups and my downs. And so I'm much nicer to him than I used to be. <laughs> right? I love these comments that people are making. Love, love, love that. Aww. One that he shows up and two that she recognizes it. Awesome. Love that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think at the end of the day, whatever life throws at us and, and you know, no, nobody has a life that is free of pain. But I really believe that whatever life throws at us, there's an opportunity to learn and grow and better ourselves. And I am so deeply grateful that the person that I thought I was going to marry when I was 24 is not the person that I ended up marrying because I was able to really get to know myself after a brain injury and do enough healing to be able to say to my now partner, I've got some quirks. And they're, they're hard and I'm going to need you to, you know, carry me up the stairs and I'm going to need you to take me to doctor's appointments and you're not going to understand why I pass out suddenly and my diet is going to be very, very limited and I'm not going to be able to go on a hike with you. And like, there are some major limitations that I have struggled with and, and I've healed through some and I haven't healed through others and there's been a lot of morphing. But you didn't, you didn't tell me that when we first started dating. I was in a good place when we yeah. first met. 
she, I fell she, apart she, decided to, she decided to have them come out, you know, one by one. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it was okay. I'm totally fine. I don't think I knew that you were living with your mom when we first met either. <laughs> Wait, what? What did you just say? <laughs> Nothing. I love you. What did you just say? I missed that. I was reading. I, I, I don't. Uh, what did you say? Oh, thank you. We do try to have fun. I mean, that's that's part of it. Say? I said, I don't think I knew you were living with your mom oh, when we first right, met. Right. Oh, please do follow us on IG. Thank you. Yeah, so your daughter's gluten-free. Awesome. I mean, and you know, I'm so thankful for her that at least now in the gluten-free world, not necessarily in the keto world, but in the gluten-free world, there's so many more options, which is really freeing and, and really, you know, a wonderful shift from when I had to go gluten-free probably 15 years ago. Uh, I, I'll, I'll tell you, those flaps, though. It's <laughs> just some Are really bad flowers. I'm thinking about gluten-free flour. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I tell you. I am really honored, though, that my husband decided to transition the entire, you know, focus of his company based on something that he created for me. It's. I mean, it's, it was very difficult to say goodbye to the original cookies. Oh, that original peanut butter cookie? And we, we, we still get, you know, people Request, emailing us, yeah. requesting to, to bring them back. And we're, we're, we're kind of in the process of trying to reformulate them to bring them to the keto, uh, you know, space. Um, but yeah, fond memories. They were really good cookies. You know, the other thing that's interesting about, about the keto space is that I sort of have a chip on my shoulder about the keto, like the way that people approach keto. And, and I'm, I'm absolutely not shy about saying that. I think that whatever we put into our bodies needs to be intentional. And I probably part of the reason that, that that is such a strong bias for me is because I did come to keto from a medical perspective. And so for me, food really is medicine. And I do you know worry about people that are just eating bacon and butter all the time and are, you know, hoping that they're just going to, you know, lose 30 pounds in a month. And like, I really believe that getting to know your own body and eating in a way that is supportive of your body is absolutely crucial. Um, my keto journey has morphed many times. There are times that I uh, have dairy, certain kinds of dairy in, in my diet. There are times that I don't. There are times that I have to introduce certain legumes and then there are times that I don't and it, I'm very closely monitoring myself and I'm working with practitioners that are helping me to keep track of what's best for my body. So if anybody out there is keto, uh, if you've been having great results or you've been having terrible results or no results at all, or you're thinking about going keto, I would just say it truly is a medical diet and, and make sure that you do the research and you do it in a way that works for you because it, it is a way that you can really add a lot of value to your life and into your health. And you can also really detract from your health if you're doing it in a way that isn't supportive of how your own body needs to, needs to be doing it. So uh, we, we eat very differently. We have the ba sort of similar base, but. Uh, Bacon and butter. <laughs> Woo! No, no, there's no vegetables for you. <laughs> My mother's going to kill me. Cause I'm, you know, I grew up kosher. You can have the button. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I, Melissa, I'm, I'm a goofball, buddy. Well, that's what makes you a fun couple, though, is that you guys play off each other. And so I love that. Yeah, it, it, I'll tell you, it's kept, uh, it's kept, I'm, I'm very high risk for COVID. And so he has been 
wonderful in being super overly cautious uh, during the last, what are we at, April, year and two months. Uh, I don't think we could have done it if we didn't laugh so much. Like, mm -hmm. like honestly, and, and also, not only have we been like together in lockdown, but we, we moved a couple years ago to Portland, Oregon, where all it does is rain, like constant, 24 hours a day, gray, dreary rain. <laughs> I woke up the other day, I'm like, I'm really depressed. She's like, you know what? You live in Portland. It's going to rain all the time. You better get used to it. Well, and we, we moved here because this is where we found the right manufacturer for our cookies. And so, uh, you know, we made the decision together to, to trek up to Portland and have an adventure. We were living in Los Angeles, which is where I'm originally from. And uh, I don't know that we planned on staying here forever, but then somehow we ended up buying a house here. And so we're, <laughs> so we're here and we're kind of going, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Do we need to stay here? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Now so you we'll talk see. about Portland. Portland is kind of has the reputation of being the hippy dippy kind of community, right? A lot of, lot of, um, a lot of green resources. They they re um, the remodel buildings are already there and things like that. Because my daughter's an interior architect major, and she actually went out there last year for a week during spring break to do a class where they did oh. like the Target, that's the bowling alley, and things like that. That they've gone to and looked at so yeah it's keep keep portland weird but it's not weird yeah i mean all the yuppies from from los angeles and san francisco had moved here it's it truly is an extension of he grew up in the san francisco area and i grew up in la and it, it's an extension it's of an extension Georgia, of California. that now. Uh, i would say the one thing that is super cool about portland is absolutely there are trees everywhere which is magical there are hiking trails connecting homes here which i absolutely love in certain parts of town um but it's it truly is a foodie city i mean if there's going to be something cool and innovative that is being introduced into the culinary space chances are it's coming out of portland well, that's why they call it that. that's why they call it portland yeah there's a lot there's of pork here there's tons but we don't pork. have pork disclaimer we do not have pork in our cookies yeah. <laughs> well, that brings me to the comment that i threw up there bacon and butter cookies yeah, <laughs> it's about as keto as it gets. Right? Wait, are we are we calling it bacon cookies and butter cookies, or bacon and butter cookies? How about bacon butter? Because you're baking butter. Oh, bacon butter. There's Clever. a pun. There's a pun. Bacon butter. <laughs> We're not gonna get on that. No. <laughs> then you gotta get a USDA. And then it would kill our kosher certification. Oh, yeah. no. Nah, it's too too much. We'll do, do peanut butter. Vegan. First. How about vegan bacon and butter? No. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this reminds me of by the way this we were we were just on hgtv um in january we were featured on a show um uh with clinton kelly and uh he helped us find our home he helped us find our house and and just this interaction is just like memories of being on the show because we we never really get to like you know friendly bicker banter yeah i call it friendly bicker i'm gonna call it banter in Okay, friendly. Bantering friendly. is better because bickering sounds like you're having an argument. Bantering. Right. Well, that's why I started with friendly. So friendly bickering bantering. <laughs> it's actually funny because when when they first started interviewing us to be cast on that show, uh, we were kind of just we were bickering a little bit, and and at one point we turned uh, to the Zoom and we said, 
sorry. And they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> the more you can do that, the better. <laughs> so just this interaction reminded me of that. So thank you. It was fun. <laughs> but actually, you're doing it with smiles on your faces and you're laughing at each other. And it's not like it's actual argument. So I wouldn't yeah. say bickering. It's it's like you guys are just having fun. I'll eat it later. <laughs> <laughs> So where do you see the cookie department going from here now that you're kind of coming out of COVID? I mean, we're definitely growing. Like I said, um, we've, we actually, uh, in March, we surpassed our 2020 revenue, which is amazing. Um, uh, I, I'm very humble about that. Um, not that that's saying much, because 2020 was a very challenging year, but nonetheless, we're moving in the right direction. I couldn't have said that for any other year prior. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, right. So, so yeah. I mean, we're growing um, by leaps and bounds. We we want to come out with new cookies. You know, there are a lot of like protein bar companies that will start with protein bars, but then they'll you know they'll end up doing pasta. You know, like you got Quest Nutrition. You know, they do protein bars. They do chips. you know shakes, chips. Yeah. You know, pasta. They do everything under the sun. You know, I don't really. The, the We're problem, a cookie company. We're called the cookie department. Right. And the problem with creating all these SKUs, I understand you want to like, you know, expand your portfolio. But the problem is, is that, you know, they never did the other products as good as they did their protein bars. So I really want to stay within the cookie realm for now, at least um, for at least the next year or two, and then possibly do, you know, other types of desserts, you know, maybe some, maybe some like, uh, um, I don't know, breakfast bars or, um, or, or brownies or something in that area. Um, I mean, look, I, I don't see myself doing this for the rest of my life. And, uh, so I, I think that in a perfect world, um, you know, eventually I would sell the company to another company and do what Alana was saying and start a foundation to help support people with medical challenges who aren't able to support themselves. Um, I think that's really our ultimate goal with this. Um, had you asked me that before launching the keto thing, I, I wouldn't have said the same thing. I think because we started keto and since we started producing the keto products, we really have been, we've been in touch with uh, our customers on a much um, deeper level. And because of that, we've, We've seen this like massive need, and um, and I, we just want to help people. It honestly feels it, it almost feels impossible not to not to take things a step further, it, just based on the feedback that we get. I mean, we have a customer that reached out somewhat recently that said that she was um, a pediatric oncology nurse, and she buys our cookies. To, to allow her, you know, five-year-old patients that are getting chemotherapy to feel normal. Um, people that are struggling with diabetes that, you know, so it, it really feels like there's a depth to the suffering that is happening in the world that I have experienced in some ways firsthand. And we as a family have experienced as a result. Um, and it just, it just feels like it's hard to stay in the fun and the light and the fluffy entirely when there is suffering happening. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I would love, um, and it's something that we've been talking about, but you know, I would love us as a couple to be able to, you know, maybe have a podcast at some point and help people understand uh, from a nutritional perspective a little bit better and a, and a life perspective, what the ketogenic diet is and what it does and how it can work for them individually. And, um, 
you know, I just think that there's so much support that people could use. And if you go on social media, I mean, it's, it's just, it's crazy. You know, you, you search different hashtags and, or you go into different Facebook groups and whatnot. I mean, people are asking so many questions and there's so much need for information out there and there's so much information and some of it is wonderful and some of it is not wonderful and helping people sort of weed through that and uh, bringing other people and their journeys together to create more community so people feel less alone. You know, when I'm on these, um, like these keto Facebook groups and I see people posting, you know, I lost 45 pounds in five minutes and then somebody else says, I must be doing something wrong. I only lost 10 pounds. And I'm sitting here going, oh, my God. Like, you feel bad about yourself because you're not mm -hmm. having the same, you know, external result that somebody else is. Right? And, and it's just there's so much that people get caught up in. So we would just love to be a resource. We're not sure yet what that's going to look like. But uh, it's sort of stewing, you know. Oh, thank you so much. We've worked hard to be these kinds of people. <laughs> Lots of self-growth. <laughs> yeah, I'm over it. Not really. Sort of. There are days when I'm over it. <laughs> so our time is almost up. So is there one little nugget that each one of you guys want to leave us with? I do. Before I do that, I, I do want to let you know that I set up a discount code for your for your for your followers. I don't know if you want me to tell them now, or do you want to tell them? Um. I can. We can tell them now if you want. Okay. In the comments. So the, the the coupon code is is one of our highest coupon codes. It's twenty okay. percent. Hold on. Just a second. Hold on. Just sure. A second. So that way I can put the website in. I'm smelling my roast that's in the oven. Mm. I'm realizing I should. I've got the website copied. Go ahead. So the website's thecookiedepartment.com. You got it. And the code is frugalmom. Oh, that's super easy. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard that before, right? I've never heard it at all. We don't know how to spell that. We have some problems. <laughs> is it all, is it all lowercase, uppercase? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, so it's frugalmom and it's for 20% off. Uh, it's limited to one purchase per customer, and um, it won't expire. So as long as it's up on your blog, then that's when that, it, it will be valid. Okay. Let's see, a nugget. A nugget. What was the question again? <laughs> what, what, what's a nugget that you might have to leave everybody with? A nugget. Is it like, are you asking for like, you know, what's my perfect fortune cookie? Uh, nugget. I think she's asking for whatever you want to say. Whatever you want to say. One last little thing you want to say. Go for it. Oh, oh, you're you're going yeah. to me because you can't think I of can't anything. Think of anything yet. Okay. Do you want me to take this for both of us? Yes. Yeah, okay. I would say I would say two things. One, uh, believe in yourself, whatever that looks like, whatever that means. Implement whatever tools and habits and people and support you need to implement so that you can believe in yourself. I say that from the perspective of. This guy that nobody believed in and thought he wasn't going to amount to anything. And he stuck to it. And he had many people tell him to shut his company down. And he's had so many hurdles. And he's still here. He's still doing it. He's turned me into a believer in believing in yourself in that capacity. Uh, and I would say for myself, from a food perspective, just to sort of echo what I said earlier, really do it in a way that works for your body and do the research. 
no two bodies are the same. Nobody should tell you what's right for you. Even doctors, believe me, I've had very expensive, internationally renowned doctors tell me things that didn't work for me. And uh, trusting yourself, doing your own research, and being your own advocate, I would say, are the three most important things that I could tell anybody. And also, if you want your cookies to have lift, make sure you use a leavening agent. That's my last little nugget. Baking soda and baking powder, it's your friend. Really? Really? Baking powder and baking soda is your but friend. But you, oh, you use them simultaneously? You do. See, I don't use baking soda and baking powder because I don't get the point. Like, you need to have an acid to make the baking soda work, so you might as well just use the baking powder. I'm a very lazy. Use them in combination. I'm so lazy in the kitchen. Throw some stuff That's in. That's my nugget. That's see my what happens. Nugget. That's my nugget. Baking powder or baking soda or is both. your friend. Y'all, I will say that I thought I had a favorite episode before now, but I think this has been my favorite episode. Aww. I laughed so much. Oh, thank you. And you guys are, have just been a joy to interview, and you guys are welcome to come back anytime. If you thank you launching a new cookie, or if you have your foundation when back. you finally get that going, or even anything that you have new, you're more than welcome to come back on. That's well, very we, kind. we greatly you. appreciate your time, Alyssa. Thank you so much for having us. And, uh, you know, it's funny, when, before we got on this call, I told you I wasn't feeling well. You're feeling like I'm you. feeling so much better now. Oh, you made me feel better. Oh, now you're making me cry. <laughs> you know what's going to happen, Melissa? You're going to go away, and then he's going to be stuck with me, and he's going to be like, I don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> You'll say, here, eat a cookie. It'll make you eat feel better. Cookie. <laughs> yeah. A cookie a day doesn't keep the doctor away. Don't listen to that. <laughs> All right, wonderful. Well, thank you. We really appreciate the opportunity to connect with you, and and we just thank you so much for spending the time. So thanks. So guys, go to the cookie department, get your cookies, twenty percent off coupon code, frugal mom. Um, put the website. I already put it in the um up. Oh, somebody's already ordering a bundle now. Aw, thank, thank you. you. Wow, um, we love them. If you like them, it's his fault. No, it's Melissa's fault. What are you talking about? You made them. <laughs> now, maybe I'll just have her come back on, not you come back on now, because you just said it was my fault. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and you know I was kidding, too. And, and you can tell them that it will ship It will ship tomorrow. So we, we ship quick. And this, one, this one's coming. You guys are in Oregon, so this one I know particularly, this particular one is going to North Carolina. So it'll be just a couple days. Be fast. All right. So, guys, we will see you on the next chat from the block cabin and eat cookies. Thank you, Melissa. I need to go. I hope you really enjoyed listening to the husband and wife team that started the cookie department. Um, I will have to say that I love the cookies. The cookies are amazing. And I actually went on afterwards and ordered a ordered two boxes of the cakewalk because they are so good. And I just cannot wait for them to come in. So with that said, I hope you guys um, like what you're listening to on the podcast. Please leave a review. Subscribe. Give me some thumbs up. Share with your friends as well, because you know sharing is caring. And most importantly, thank you for being part of the podcast family. Be blessed. And remember, keep chatting. <laughs>